Real JP Multimedia, proud sponsor of the Nerdball Podcast. Here to help you with all things audio, video, graphics, photo, web design. From weddings to real estate, commercial business to private use, we offer a big variety of services for almost any budget. And if we can't do it, we will find someone who can. Find us at realjp.com. That's R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Real JP Multimedia. Hi, this is Evie Jarrett. And Andrea Fix. And this, this is, is the, the Nerdball Nerd Podcast. Podcast. Is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher? Oh, that was great! That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having us. Um, I I don't know who made the initial post. I don't know if it was you, right? That made that yes. initial post, and I just uh, I don't even know what the post was about, but I saw um, that either you guys were doing something or looking for donations or something. I couldn't remember quite what what that post was, which originally kicked us off. I like to take advantage of the Marketing Monday yeah. um, posts for the Perrysburg Facebook page. So I like to, every every once in a while, just promote Scrap Farrar mm-hmm. and what we're about and just let people know. I think it might have been holiday, holiday sale or we have some upcoming... Uh, child workshops during Christmas break, yeah. so things like that. I like to promote on the Barrysburg page. Okay, and um, well, we'll definitely get into your scrap for art because that's why I wanted you guys here to begin with. I want to you know help you with promoting that, and and I the only the first thing I knew or ever heard of was that post, so it worked right for for that purpose. Um, but what I do here is uh, the first question I ask, I ask both of you. Um, I usually ask, what is something you're nerding out about? Something you're really into lately? Something that is a TV show or games or books or something you're just into that isn't your job? Something just to get step outside of that. Something that occupies some free time that you have that you enjoy doing um, just on, on, the, on the side. Well, so Scrap for Right is a volunteer project for me. Okay, so all right. Very much that's one of the things I nerd out about on yeah. a regular basis takes up a little bit of time for both me and Andrea as well as our other volunteers. Um, aside from that, I love to garden. There's a oh. lot of intersection between the kinds of saving and trying to do good for the earth between mm-hmm. gardening and scrap for art. So uh, Yeah, I love I I went to school for landscape and I work for the Metro Parks. So I love like I like gardening too. I have I'm the only reason I have green grass is because I have kids that need to run around. Otherwise, I'd have beds everywhere. You know, I have raspberries and strawberries and pear trees. Love that. Pe- yeah, I have so much stuff in the back, but it li- I'm limited because I was like, well, I still want my kids to be able to enjoy their <laughs> enjoy sure. their backyard. So that's that's awesome. Is that something you've you've always been into gardening? Uh, it's grown steadily. You know, I grew up in the country. My um, mom and dad were very hardcore gardeners and would raise. Really, like a couple acres okay. of um, of a vegetable garden every year. Oh wow! So I, it's very much in my blood. Yeah. Um, and it continues that sort of love for nature and being part of it. I actually am one of the volunteer trail patrol people for. Oh, Metro are you? Parks. Oh, yeah, where are your that. parks? Uh, I do. Um, I do the downtown parks. 
Okay. Because I work downtown. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's the yeah. parks that I run. I'm a supervisor down there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Glass City, Manhattan, Middle Grounds. Yep. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. Those are the parks that I run. Wow. What, what a small world. <laughs> Have we, and I apologize if we have met. I don't know if we've met before. I don't think so. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I've run into VTP out there before. Um, I do the very early morning. I start as soon as the park opens. Okay, so, yeah, I'm usually yeah. in my office till about 8 o'clock. So, yeah. wow, that's awesome. Well, thank you for doing that. That's that's a huge it's, help for us because uh, we can't always get to the trails and stuff. Um, so to have people out there to see things that we might not always see, you know. Well, uh, it's one of those things that gives back to the person who does it more than I think we give to the parks. Oh, okay, so yeah. it's definitely something that I love doing. Well, I know. Well, you must get a lot out of it because I know we do. So <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> but think, yeah, thanks again. Uh, Andrea, what about you? What is something that you've been super into? Um, I Also gardening. Oh, nice. I like to uh, concentrate on native plants mm-hmm. and my milkweed for the for the monarchs. Yeah. Um, my yard at at my house, which is now an Airbnb, I've taken the whole front yard yeah. out, and it is crazy town Jumanji, as my fiance <laughs> calls it. Um, so there's a lot of native plants um, and just helping pollinators and things like that. That that is the one thing because we talk about that at Metro Parks. Even we have Natural Resources Department, and that is the one thing I'm not good at, like knowing what native plants are. Like I know I went to school and I know like a bunch of herbaceous plants and Woody ID and all that stuff, but I don't know a lot of native stuff besides the milkweed, the stuff that's real like popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that's very interesting to me because I know my crew like they want to do more of that stuff and they want to like in the Metro Parks in, in general like they want to do more native stuff. With is that. Um, was that something like you grew into or from the beginning you're like, this is, I want native stuff and I know my yard's going to be a jungle. This is what I want. Um, it started, I, I worked at 577 Foundation okay. and from there I did the Master Gardener volunteer program mm-hmm. and then I went to school at Owens for urban agriculture and so just the snowball of, you know, learning more and more. Yeah. And, and then I, I worked uh, internship at the Wood County Parks in their native plant um, mm. greenhouse. So that's where I really got to know more native plants and where they should be planted and, yeah. you know, all that. that so um, I went to Owens, too, for landscape turf grass management. Um, but I, I really uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I flipped through a catalog and I had two things. It was X-ray tech. And landscaping and i was like well i don't want to be inside so i yeah. guess this is what i'm gonna do but i'm so glad i did it you know yeah. that was i think i graduated in 2011 and but it's like been so helpful like to getting my two-year degree and you know along the way like learning all these new things but i i try i coach uh, football at perrysburg and i always talk to the seniors and ask them what they want to do or how their lifestyle is going to be and i try to push some of that s- stuff that seemingly like penta or a two-year college that you know, a lot around kids around Perrysburg, they're like, I got to go to a four-year school. You know, that's just what I got to do. But I like these other things and to learn about other people who do that stuff to kind of highlight it. Like, hey, there's different ways to get to different places. And, you know, you don't always have to do what everybody else is doing. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so have you, Andrea, have you always been around this area? Yes. Perrysburg native. Yeah. Been here my whole life. Okay. So do you, yep. you graduated from Perrysburg? And, yep. Awesome. Yep. 2002. I, uh, oh, did you? Okay. Yep. I was 2000. What was I? 2003. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we probably saw each other. We just didn't know, <laughs> didn't know it. <laughs> well, I grew up right down the street on White. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. My, my wife grew up. Her parents still live here, actually, two houses down. Oh, so yes. yeah. Her name is Andrea, also, just <laughs> spelled differently. 
Um, wow, this is, has turned into such a small world podcast. Yeah. Small world of Toledo. <laughs> so did you, like most Perrysburg kids, I feel like they want to get out of Perrysburg. Did you ever have that feeling? I mean, clearly it didn't happen. I just didn't know like if that was something in your mind. Um, sort of. I like traveling, but I just love the city here. Mm-hmm. I love just the quaintness of it, although it's growing like a lot so fast yeah. before my eyes you know it's it's losing that but mm-hmm. it's just i'm comfortable i you know can walk down the street and say hi mm-hmm. you know hey how are you and just you know it's one of the best hometowns yeah. created so yeah but eventually i'll probably move west yeah like after the kids are out of school <laughs> What uh? What's your draw out there? Just to be out more by mountains and nature, and just be you know vast amounts of land, and not uh people complaining about the lines at Culver's and yeah, <laughs> the chicken joint canes, yeah, yeah. Chicken, chicken traffic, yeah, chicken um, traffic, yeah, yeah. My sister, she just moved out to Oregon, um, and she's traveled a lot. Her husband uh, is a wind turbine mm. tech or has been, so they've traveled to many states. Um, and just, yeah, just branching out and getting to know a, a different area and, yeah. you know, more, more, yeah, nature, trees, whether it's water or little less flat land. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to, um, when I first started with Metro Parks, I worked at Providence Park. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been out there to see the dam and stuff out there? Mm-hmm. Cause I, I had no idea it existed. And the very the first time I went there was the day before I started, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this place is awesome!" And yeah. went along the towpath and everything. It's like it's like a different, especially during the during the season when when all the trees just have are full of leaves. You don't you kind of don't know where you're at. It's like a different, just a different place. Yeah, it's really cool. If if anybody gets a chance to check out Providence and walk that towpath, yeah. maybe not so much in the winter. It's a little chilly out there, but uh, it's really cool then too, especially if you get a warmer day. Um, Evie, what about you? Have you always been in this area? Did you grow up here? Nope. I grew up in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Um, met my husband when we were in school and I moved up here a couple years after I graduated and we got, we got hitched. Yeah. So been here ever since. What, uh, what, so you, you grew up in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, what was, what was your home life like? What did you do or did, was it a farm? Was it a city? Like what did you? Enjoy? I lived pretty far out. Our closest neighbor was, um, Maybe a half mile away. Okay. And the the town, the closest town was Murray, which is a an OVC. Well, it was OVC. I think maybe it's shifting now. I'm not a sports person. <laughs> <laughs> so Murray State. Okay. Okay. Um, you know that's like 15 miles away from where I grew up. All right. So, yeah, I went to school, met Bill, and then I think I can say I'm from Toledo now. Yeah. I've been here a long time. <laughs> I, the only thing I know about my sister lives down there, and I only know Louisville because that's where she lives at. So that's I lived in Louisville for two years after yeah. I got out of law school and loved it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great place. She's a she's pretty hippy dippy, and she find like she, all the places she'll take us to is, is like, man, this is totally misty. Like like all the her friends she makes and the things that she does and like Love all this that. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool because because I don't I don't go like I don't. It's cool to see that stuff. It's just not something I I am drawn to. But when she shows me these things, I'm like, man, this is cool. Or oh yeah, I use this for this remedy or whatever. Like it's it's cool to see these other things that I don't think about. You know. Yeah, but, it definitely has a a little bit of an offbeat, not not quite your franchise model of um, of a community. Yeah, so yeah. It's nice. 
Except the name of their basketball arena is the Yum Center now. So <laughs> that's, that's true. That, makes, that always makes me laugh. I think it's, I don't, I don't know if it's KFC or some, yeah. some right? Yeah. yeah. So it's called the Yum Center, yeah. which I, I don't think it's funny. So, so you moved up here to Toledo and you've been here for a while now. Um, what, what brought you up here? Well, the marriage, I, okay. um, when I moved up, I started working for a law firm, um, had kids, and really the, the children actually sparked the sparked scrap for art in some respect, because okay. along the time that my children were young, I was, of course, being trying to be a good mom, I would buy art kits, mm. and you would get a, a nice colorful box and various items within that box. And the goal literally was to create what was on the box. So kind of a range, a very limited range of creativity. The idea is to produce something that looks exactly like what all the other kids produce. Mm. And then you've got all this packaging and you've got all this stuff. And it just struck me as being really um, out of sync. Not really. There's certainly a place for kits. It's mm. great. I ask for paint-by-number kits for Christmas so that I can sort of start doing something fun again. Um, but it, it's nice to see when people take things that are everyday objects and transform them into something unexpected. So um, I had been to these kind of reuse centers in other states and looked hard for one in Toledo, and the closest was in Ann Arbor. Mm. So I thought... It would be fun to try to start something. I mean, honestly, the original goal was to, I, I sort of had in my head, you know, there are a lot of churches, they have a lot of basements, they have closets. You know, we could have a little closet in a basement of a church. It would be great. And, you know, once or twice a week, we could have somebody come in and staff it and they could be a little clearing center. But um, we have, I don't know, what is it, maybe a 2,500 square foot a facility now. Where, where, and where is it at in Perrysburg? It's in Maumee. Maumee, okay. Yeah, it's on Wayne Street in Maumee. Okay. It's got, um, part of it is is uh, a little bit like a Michael's. You know, you walk in and you see bins of yarn mm -hmm. and papers and some paints and things like that. You can go into the garage half, and that's where people who are truly artistic can <laughs> give birth to some new ideas because there's a lot of interesting, fun things in there. Well, I, I know with my kids in school that um, at the beginning of the year, like, hey, we're going to be doing this project. Can you guys save your paper towel rolls or save milk jugs or save whatever? And I don't think about it like, okay, well, they want to do this thing. But um, a couple of things, obviously, reuses objects, but also for the teachers, they're already like buying a lot of extra stuff that they that they can't afford. So like helping them do that. But I but I think it's such a a cool idea um, to have this this scrap for it. How did how did it come about? I know you you talked about it with your kids, but who who was like the catalyst? Like, hey, this is going to happen. So there were a group of four of us. Um, myself, my sister Jennifer Jarrett, who is the deputy. Um, director of the Arts Commission, um, and a couple other people who had children my kids' ages. Mm -hmm. So we got together. We did the initial planning. Um, went, we went ahead just because it seemed like the sensible thing to do and got our certification as a nonprofit organization. We did all that kind of paperwork that sometimes is a hurdle for people who want to organize a nonprofit. And that was... 16 years ago now. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's been around a little while. 
I don't know if that's. I feel. I feel like I, I feel bad. Like I should know about that. Like it's been it's been around a while, and it seems like it's an awesome thing. Um, but maybe that's why you know taking advantage of the marketing Mondays um, I mean, uh, will help people, right? Andrea is doing an awesome job doing things like that. I, of course, don't have that marketing bone in my body, so <laughs> it's nice when somebody else can take the idea and and run with it. And that's one of the things that um, I think that's when a, a board, a group of volunteers really work effectively is when people have different strengths that they draw on. Andrea yeah. also, she's an amazingly committed volunteer and does the hard standing at the table while the kids do the project <laughs> yeah. at different fairs and festivals. Like, don't so, put glue there. Yeah. <laughs> or do. I don't, however it works for you. <laughs> Just don't eat the glue. There you go. There you go. Uh, so how did, Andrea, how did you get, how long have you been involved in it and how did you get started? Um, I'm a newbie on okay. the board. It's been two years, maybe, if that. COVID years, though, so hardly any time at all. Yeah, I wanted like, to stay around forever. <laughs> Coming out of COVID, I've been a longtime shopper at Scrap for Art, and it's been a place I've always loved. Mm-hmm. And... For me, I'm I'm like a thrifter. I like to dig, so it's it's like a treasure hunt sure. there. And for the you know people listeners that have been there, they know what I'm talking about of digging and finding. And um, I mean, you name it, we have it. Whatever project I want to make a you know owl out of scrap pieces, that's your place to go. Yeah. Um. But they had a post looking for board members, and I thought, you know, I have extra time. I should give back to the community. I should give back to an organization I I feel I can contribute to and I'm passionate about. So it's been great. Um, Like Evie said, there's everyone brings something to the table. So while I'm not a financial, you know, budget person... I'm not a grant writer, but we have all the members that are doing those types of things. So I, I enjoy going to the going to Owens or going to the Girl Scout Expo and making bugs mm-hmm. out of plastic bottle caps with little kids and <laughs> and promoting us. So yeah. Well, I think that the best boards and and I think you said it, Evie is like if you have a diverse group of people then it's just going to bring diverse ideas. And are they all going to be winners? No, but at least maybe one one shoots off another one that that is a winner and they want, and people use that. Um but I think that's that's where you get the most out of a board or an organization or anything, right? And I would say too, just having fresh board members brings not just fresh ideas but fresh energy that may it may take an idea that I had and tried and it wasn't it wasn't successful. That new person may have pretty much the same idea, but have a fresh take on it and a fresh dose of energy that really gets it up and running. So that's always wonderful to see. Well, that that and the uh, that same thing always. The phrase I hate the most is, uh, "We've always done it that way," or "We've tried that and it didn't work." Like, okay, well, what does what does that matter? But like you said, like it could be the same idea except it changes this one percent of it, but now it takes off. Yes. So always try things, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. Can you, uh, Andrea, can you explain for someone who's never been there, if someone's going there for the first time, they hear this episode of my podcast and they're like, you know what, I'm going to go check it out. Can you explain 
what it is and what people can expect when you walk in there. Let's say let's just say they're shopping. Um, well, so first of all, Scrap Far is a, a nonprofit and we take recycled goods and resell them to the public. It's a great place if you're a homeschool teacher, a teacher, an art teacher, a Girl Scout teacher, just a creative person that maybe doesn't want to shop at your big box, you know, craft stores and shop local. But you go in there and there's like different departments. There's yarn, there's scrapbooking, there's jewelry, beads, lots of fabric, gift um, any gift wrap cards, ribbons, party supplies. I'm having a dinosaur themed party for my eight year old. We probably have <laughs> stuff that you could use or or make. And then we have a whole like other bits and pieces like corks and um, old computer parts, mm. wood crafts. I mean. You could build a robot. You yeah. could. It's it's really endless. Sure. And it, it's fun. We will have host. Um, like we had a Girl Scout troop that came in. There's a build a robot badge that didn't exist when I was a Girl <laughs> wow, Scout. Yeah. But they all came in and they shopped for their robot supplies. And then, you know, at their next meeting made robots. Wow. So it's like, Cool. It, are there so you take donations of things mm-hmm. um, are there things that you don't take or people like like something you see on a regular basis that you have to turn people away yes we have actually on our website there's a huge list of okay. things we do take and things they're highlighted i think different colors of we really would love to have more of this and not so much of this okay. anymore and we're very limited on space and storage, so we do have to turn away, you know, unfortunately, a lot of stuff. But we're always looking for odd things, mm-hmm. you know, interesting things. Um, what, what do you think the most interesting thing is that you, you guys ever took in? Like something that you're like, oh, we've never seen this before and we've never seen it since. Well, so when when I first started Scrap for Art... Um, you know, we had a few blue barrels that I'd gotten from maybe the city had donated. It was some government agency that like had, the big fifty-five gallon drums. Yeah. Okay. So we had these big drums, and they're lined with trash uh, trash bags, and um, so they're slowly getting filled up. You know, and we're getting kind of the things that you would exp- expect. A local company had a bunch of misprinted plastic bottles, and mm-hmm. so they sent them to us. We had um, a person come in who had, I think it was 250 pounds of not blue jeans, but zippers that had been cut (laughs) out of blue jeans. And I saw this stuff and I thought, I don't know what we're going to do with this. But frankly, this was a reporter and it's a new organization. So I was like, of course, (laughs) I'll be glad to take these blue jean zippers. And what was really amazing to me is that um, we have a member of the board who had the vision of taking those zippers and turning them into some beautiful jewelry. Mm. So she cut off most of the fabric that surrounded it, used just the teeth and made some very striking designs into um, belts and 
pens and things like that. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. So <laughs> I was going to ask. I was like, are they still there? But it, it sounds like they went to work pretty quick. I, don't, I haven't seen any zippers in a long time back there. They're so. zippers. Oh, yeah, we have zippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have we And I was, like, going through them. And, like, um, if you buy, like, a mattress pad or something and it comes in the big plastic zipper mm. bag... We have those, and I was like, oh, I should start doing that, cutting the zipper off of it. But the the jewelry that she made yeah. with these zippers, I mean, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it the is time some, she takes is like... It is very time-consuming. But to me, the, what she does is an astonishing quality piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it's something that I think you could walk into a very nice gallery sure. and, and pay a fair, fair amount of money for it so it's really fun to see that kind of evolution from something that i thought could never be used into something that actually i have some of her things and oh, i wear really? them oh yeah oh nice yeah all right so are, how long ago was this were these zipper just zipper that, that was right after we opened our doors was when we first got the the first barrel and maybe it's been replenished over the okay. 15 years <laughs> But, that, yeah. That's cool. Well, Andrea, do you remember something? And like, because obviously she talked about zippers, and you're like, oh no, we still got them. What, what's something? <laughs> um, what about you? Like, when even if it was you just shopping there, or or maybe maybe you shopping, you're like, you know what? I'm going to see if they have it. They might not, and it's just this outlandish thing. You're like, oh my gosh, they have four of them. I don't know. There's so many things, uh, and I'm trying to think of something I've used there yeah. that I've actually made something with. I I mean, it's not that weird, but um, they're just fabric samples and they're just nice like suede or leather mm-hmm. pieces. And I cut those out and made them into like three-dimensional pins of flowers. Oh, okay. So I like sewed them together, made like little fringy bits and stuff. But um, I like to also, every time I go there to straighten up or, or you know, I always bring a bag of stuff from home (laughs) and okay, you know, bringing my donations in. So I actually have a box at home that has a couple pretty interesting things in it that'll be new to the store. Yeah. (laughs) Do you, do you, or or somebody there, do you have a inventory of what you have or is this, I don't know if that was something that was started that you have this inventory so you know what's, what's going in and out or is it just, here's all the stuff we have. We don't know. Like I would imagine like, Someone knew if like, hey, do you do you have I'm looking for this and then you can like look it up or something. I don't know if you have anything like that. So there are some things that are on the website that we usually have a good stock on. Mm-hmm. You can look at the website and kind of shop on the website. And, and what it, is the website? Just so it's scrapforartsolito.org. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So th- there's that option, but the best resource really is to talk to the uh the person who works scrap for heart scrap for art has one employee um who works I, I guess probably 25 hours a month okay and she's in the store the most and she has a very good control of a very good memory for what is actually in the inventory mm. 
So that's the person that you would talk to if you called the store and said, hey, do you happen to have any corks? I would love to make a bulletin board out of corks from wine bottles. And she would say, yes, we have. We have 87 of them. (laughs) (laughs) And we do. It would would be more like we have uh, 15 pounds of corks (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) That's awesome. That Again, hearing about this like so in-depth for the first time, it seems like an awesome organization, not only to like, hey, I'm going to go shop at this place, but like for you both to volunteer on and be on boards and starting it. Like, it just seems like an idea, an idea that you would never think existed. And up until I started talking to you, I didn't, you know, and now I think having people know what it is, hopefully like people realize I don't have to throw away all my stuff. I can, I can take the zippers off all my jeans and, you know, or, you know, or any of that stuff where you would normally look at and just chuck away. Yeah. Right. Like I had a bunch of old work pants that I probably could have just said, here's some buttons and zippers, right? We do take buttons. That's, I think that's usually something that is very much in demand. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is, but. They're so versatile, I think, right? Well, and they are used in a lot of projects. Yeah. You know, kids use them for eyes and stuffed animals and. Teachers use them for stamping, and they've got a lot of different uses. So it's, when I was more regularly in the store, it seemed like as soon as buttons came in, they would go out. We would. One thing that sometimes happens is that as people are emptying their parents' houses mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, they're closing down an estate, we wind up with the button boxes that people have accumulated over a long period of time. This Every, is, everybody has a button box. I love the button box. Yeah. I love the button box. So we we get those in, and at least when I was volunteering inside the store, they would be gone yeah. within a matter of a week or two. They just constantly rotate out because they have so many uses. Yeah, but I feel like with buttons, like they have a lot of uses, but like you said, people... People give them a lot, you know, give them to you guys a lot too that they would have. Is there other items that you guys know of that, oh, this is super popular. We need to make sure we A, have them or maybe ask people for them? Well, I mean, we'll put on our website generally, we're out of Pringle cans. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, we will take your Pringle, empty Pringle <laughs> cans. And I don't know what people, I think teachers use them a lot, but that was one of the things. Call for Pringle pan, uh, yeah. Pringle can donations. We get a lot of specific requests from artists or teachers who are working on a project. Um, we did collect plastic caps for a Girl Scout troop um, who was trying to set up a program to recycle them into park benches or playground equipment, mm, okay. that kind of thing. Um Corks, we sometimes get requests for large quantity of corks. Um, papers, um, papers come and go. We don't usually get requests for them, but they do go out the door, I, I feel like. Um, and then the traditional art supplies. If you have people like me who start an art project and maybe get distracted by other things, <laughs> those art supplies are... I think pretty popular. Mm-hmm. So we love it when a stained glass artist um, brings us a big tub of stained glass. I mean, that is like Christmas morning, I think, for people. Do you ever feel like, like I would think, my first thought, and maybe just 
because this is the type of person I am. My first thought was they're bringing you all the stained glass, and you and then my thought was, oh, are you giving up? Are you done? Like I would feel bad like <laughs> accepting all this stuff. Like don't give up. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the the thing about project people like me by the time i'm willing to part with it i am done okay. yeah <laughs> it's been 10 years it's time to let it go <laughs> that's funny so so do you you said uh people groups and teachers make requests is that something um so if that's the case then do you hold things for them or do you like how does that work sure the last time i was in the store there was a, a series of post-it notes up by the the cash register that said so and so wants wants some picture frames, and so and so wants some mirrors and <laughs> things like that. So okay. yeah, as they come in, we we can hold them, but um, it's a little hit or miss. Oh sure, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was interesting, Andrea, when you said Pringle cans because I like this whole time we're talking about arts and art supplies and things that could be used for art, and then so in my head I'm like, well, they probably don't take food related items, but is there like a a line where it's okay to take certain things, so like Pringle cans and you know, I don't know if you've like aluminum cans or anything like that. Like, I don't know like where that line is. Then. Um, so Pringle cans, egg cartons, um, I'm, what's a Tic Tac containers? Oh yeah, okay. Um, maybe some the other Altoid, yeah, tins. Altoid. People okay. use those to make little scenes and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um. So so more like um. Food storage yeah, containers. More packaging. Okay. Okay. We don't take aluminum cans or bottles really. I mean I don't think we take wine bottles. Not unless somebody has I would imagine I, it's from like a big company that says, Hey, we didn't put anything in them, they're misprinted, like you said about those plastic bottles. Here you can have them, then we didn't do anything with them. Yeah. Sometimes we we would be able to take things like that subject to space availability. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll get a request on um when we did one of our events, we took wine bottles and painted them, and they were lovely and fun little mm-hmm. centerpieces, and it was perfect for our organization. Sure. So things like that, if we get a special request in for we want 50 wine bottles, we can pretty readily accommodate something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Is that just the board? <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! So, so along with the shopping, um, do you guys you guys offer classes and that kind of stuff too? Um, we've done workshops in the past. Um, more recently, with COVID, it became like take home um, mm. projects. We had a amazing uh, paper artist that makes these flower bouquets out of paper. So there's a take-home project for that. Um, that's something I hope to be doing more um, more of in the future. We do have some kids' workshops over break. Mm-hmm. A couple are before Christmas and a couple between Christmas and New Year's. Um, different, different projects that are summer camp teacher has taken on so we also offer summer camp okay. camps um but we want to work um more on doing a regular like workshop time and and so right now it's yeah. kind of like hey next month we're going to do this thing but you're looking towards like scheduling every week or every month on this day we're going to do whatever yeah we, we okay. would one of the things that we used to do that was pretty fun that we haven't done uh, in a few years have 
like a weekly or a bi-weekly night when people can just come in and work on projects. Oh, and okay. that was pretty fun. We had a lot of volunteers who made things to sell in the store, aprons and cushions and things to use up the mass quantities of fabric that come through the store. I'd say, do you ever have a time where like, hey, we have, I know you talked about your website and how much you have an abundance of certain things. Like, hey, there's this special, um, we went, we, you can have 50% off or whatever, but as long as you're making something right now, then come do that. <laughs> well, so when I unpacked Christmas, we had a dozen big totes of Christmas stuff. And I'm like, this amount of storage we're using mm-hmm. to store the stuff for 10 months. Let's have a bag sale, fill a bag, $5, any of this Christmas stuff. Yeah. So that's, you know, gift bags and ribbon and you name it, fabric. So hopefully it's dwindling. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like when I was in, I was in last week, it looked like it, it, it had been successful in some respect. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, well, I would imagine any amount of bags is a good success, right? Just yeah. get some of it out of there. Yeah. So, again, storage is an issue there that it just didn't make sense to be storing, you know, this amount of stuff. Or The thing about the holidays is that we usually do try to to move things before the holiday. But then people pack their holiday decorations away. And then all of a sudden we've got people bringing in the stuff they don't want to pack up oh so it so does replenish fact, it right? it, <laughs> it just is a constant level really <laughs> yeah that is a good point you're, you're doing these five dollar bags and you're like great we just got 87 more totes of this stuff. <laughs> we're, we're pretty limited or picky with especially christmas donations holiday donations but we do have um we always set out you know the month prior to Valentine's Day or mm-hmm. St. Patrick's or, you know, you name it. We have Theme. holiday, yeah. yeah, specific decor and craft stuff. So, Do people ever get angry when you won't take their stuff? That would be interesting to me. Like, like, can you take my – you're not taking – and just like, guy, it's just a tote of whatever. <laughs> like, no. no th- yes. I would imagine, right? Of like, course. Like, people – Obviously, people are like, hey, I'm going to donate this stuff. And I I think their number one goal is like, I get rid of it. Not like, I'm going to help somebody else. I'm just getting rid of this stuff. So when you don't take it, then it's like a slide on them. Like, well, I'm just trying to get rid of my stuff. Like, okay, well, we don't want your garbage right now. Well, it's um, we are in Mommy. And so every now and again, we'll have somebody drive a distance to drop off something. And it might not be exactly mm. appropriate. So that's always a dicey kind of relationship to negotiate, I suppose. But do do you have one person like, hey, uh, you're going to have to talk to so and so. He'll handle you. (laughs) (laughs) Is there someone you pawn that off on? Um, (laughs) Our store manager is is pretty forthright, I think. (laughs) Well, Well, you need somebody in that position when you're getting donations. Probably every day or every other day, there you can't just be nice and be like, "Yeah, we'll take everything." And then you look at it like, "Well, we can't take that, but we got so we got to throw it away now." Like it's you still have a job to do, and you're still servicing the community, so you have to do by right, do right by them also. Yes. Yeah. I just yeah, it's I uh, being with the parks. Like I don't have to deal with people that often. Sometimes renters will have issues, and I gotta like help you know help them. 
Um, but I don't mind talking to people. Obviously, I have a podcast where I talk to people, but I, I don't mind doing that stuff. Also, I like helping. So if I can do something to help them, whatever their issue is, you know, um, so I think I, I think I would like that part of it. But like, sorry, we can't, you know, we can't take your 27 Scooby-Doo heads. You know, like we can't, there's, there's just something in me where I, where like every once in a while, I just want to like tell people, no, like we can't do that for you or help, you know. Any kind of retail work is, mm-hmm. is very tricky. <laughs> and this is ultimately that position in the store is a retail position. So it, Tammy is amazing about not complaining to the board about things, but I do know from, um, I think everybody on the board has probably done a rotation of staffing the store when there was an emergency and one of the store employees couldn't do it. And you know from working at that, sure, those kinds of things come up. And it, you do have to step back and kind of think, what what is the role of the organization and why why do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> and still, obviously, I'm still here after now 16 years so yeah. well, you, so you probably said that a lot you're like well something's bringing me back i don't know but so so we'll we'll go on that what is andrew we'll start with you what's your favorite part of being involved with scrap for art um i i think just mostly promoting it and honestly telling people whether i meet an artist i i notice their um a fabric artist. And they say, Hey, do you know about scrap for art? Mm, and now okay. I'm smart enough to carry business cards in my wallet <laughs> instead of, well, write down on a scrap yeah. of paper, you know, our <laughs> website. Um, but just, and a lot of people, some people are familiar and then they, you know, get excited and, Oh yeah, I love Tammy. So great. And I love, you know, buying this there, or, you know, I can get yarn for, you know, a third of the price of what I'm paying mm. somewhere else. Um, but yeah, just meeting people that are familiar and then introducing people to the, bu- the business is, I guess, my I, favorite. I like that part. I like promoting things. Like I, again, I, I am a football coach. I, I'm coaching basketball now, um, for the freshman girls basketball team and, and even the Metro parks. Like I love telling people about things. Um, that's why I like being downtown too, is cause not a lot of people know about Manhattan Marsh or middle grounds even. And those have been open for, for a couple years now, uh, middle grounds for, I think almost five. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool. I think it's better when people do know about it. Like I feel better about it. Mm-hmm. Like, here's this thing, check it out. And like, oh yeah, I've been there several times. It's really cool. Um, but also the fact that when you're, when you're explaining to somebody new and then you see them there, I would imagine that's like, oh man, that's cool that you came here, you know? Yeah. So that, that I, I do get like that part of it. Uh, Ed, um, what do you think about what's your draw or, or what's your favorite part about it? I love seeing things not go to waste. I always say that I am the absolute worst at avoiding a sunk cost. Man, I'm going to try to make something work. Try to make it work. Um, so I love I love that aspect of it, that it's taking a resource and making it available to somebody who would otherwise have to spend money. And for, as you pointed out, the teachers, that mm-hmm. can be a little chunk of change every year. Um, but I really love when I see something that somebody has created using something and it's turned into something beautiful so that you would hardly even recognize it. Yeah. I just think that's the best experience. So that's what brings me back is the idea that 
there will be another Sally who will take the zipper and turn it into something so gorgeous that I would be glad to wear it. Yeah. Well, that uh, do you have people that will create stuff just for you guys? Like, hey, I created this thing and it's a gift to you. Or, or the gift to the store and it's up, whatever, you know, there. We have done that. And in the past, we, um, for a few years, we did do a jewelry that was our primary fundraising event every year was to have artists create jewelry using reclaimed items. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was auctioned off for the store. And so that's fun. And yeah. there are still people who will make sample we call them samples so that we can put it up by whatever piece of scrap has come in <laughs> and turned it into something great. Um, so that still does happen. Yeah. But for the most part, um, we've, we, we definitely have backed away from having a lot of in-store sales of finished items because keeping control of that piece of the inventory mm. is very difficult yeah. that we had some things that, Walked away. Oh, I would imagine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, next time, my uncle is a photographer and he's an artist and he's he's done all kinds of stuff. And um, he would, next time he's up here, he lives in Dayton, next time, or in Columbus, next time he's up here, I'm going to definitely bring him over because I awesome. think he would really love it there just to pick through stuff and look at stuff. Just like you said, just to go through and spend a day of, of looking at things that you see it and you're like, oh, this is perfect for this and then you get home and i'm sure it's happened to you we're like oh it's even better for this other thing you know <laughs> so uh, i appreciate you both coming out here um coming in my my dirty basement to talk to me about scrap for art uh, i will make sure to put the website in the show notes so people can click on it check it out um anytime you guys have something going on or you want you know you want people to find out uh let me know you know i'm more than happy to talk about it on the podcast you don't have to come here and uh, and sit down to talk about it, but I, I you know, I want to help you guys out because I think it's really cool, and I'll definitely make a point to, to go out there and, and to see that way I have a first-hand experience, and I can let people know like what it looks like and and what's there, and and um, how much uh, I would I would imagine just by you guys talking about it, it just sounds fun, like you said, Andrew, just to go there and look at everything, you yeah. know. So uh, again, thank you both for for coming out on and coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Thanks everybody for checking out this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're hearing this on any of the podcatchers on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We're kind of coming at you two times a week now, audio and video. Check us out on all the social medias. Just search the Nerdball Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're out there. Uh, Gmail is the nerdball podcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email we'd be happy to get back to you thanks to real jp multimedia cuttlefish graphics perrysburg junior high stem lab and big daddy graphics for helping out the podcast thanks for listening we'll see you next time